We've chatted a lot about the NBA Finals, and one of the great stars of the NBA is uh, Steph Curry for the Golden State Warriors. And let's talk to his college coach, and that is the great Bob McKillop, uh, Davidson men's basketball coach. Hey, Coach, Mark Malusis and Maggie Gray, thanks for a couple minutes here on this Saturday morning. Wonderful to be with you, Mark, Maggie. Coach, really appreciate it. You know, I'm sure you've told a lot of stories about Steph Curry, and, and I'm sure you've relived that. We're going to ask you to relive it again <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Okay. Happy to do that. Okay, great. So I was reading a little bit about um, some things that you said about Steph Curry when he was coming out of high school, right? Very lightly recruited, obviously son of Del Curry. But he said something, Steph Curry said something, that you took a chance on him not only when he was small, but because he had just remade his jump shot. That is not something I've ever heard Steph Curry say before. Can you recall back to that time and just, you know, Steph has such a sweet stroke now. What did it look like before? Well, he always had great rotation on the ball. Uh, the, the big question for him was his physical strength. And uh, to this day, I, I joke with him actually uh, the other night about growing uh, facial hair to make him look older because he's so <laughs> baby And... Um, Dell, who is a great architect, and you could not want a better shooting architect than him, uh, got Stefan to lift the ball up, to shoot it with a higher release, to shoot it further up in his body, and as a result, it became much quicker with his release. And you look at him today, and uh, he just has refined it even more and more and more. Uh, so his uh, lethal ability to shoot the ball is uh, clearly his signature. Uh, but uh, certainly not what I think is the greatest asset that he has. Which is? Uh, his versatility. You, you know, people talk about him being a three-point shooter. Uh, he's uh, 63 or 64% finishing at the rim, which is an incredible number. He's number two in the NBA in recovering loose balls. He's uh, number one in the NBA for guards and setting screens. He's, I think, number 10 in uh, deflections. Uh, remarkable statistics for someone who's known only as a shooter. You know, Coach, well, I'm curious, you know, or you, you bring him into your program. when, And you know he's got the, the lineage and his father played in the NBA and, and what you're working When When did you know? He, he grabbed this nation by its ear with what he was able to do in his shooting prowess in the NCAA tournament. When did you know uh, when he was on your campus that, that you've got something pretty special here? At that point in the NCAA calendar, we were able to have individual instruction, work with three players a week for about two hours on uh, different days. And after one week of seeing him in individual instruction, the feel, the unselfishness, the balance, uh, the vision, uh, I, I spoke to an alumni group, and uh, in fact, Dell was at that luncheon, and I said, we got someone very, very special here. Now, I knew he was going to be a terrific player, but uh, reaching this level of success uh, in my wildest dreams, I couldn't even believe this would happen. We're talking with Bob McKillop. He's the head coach of the Davidson men's basketball team, 28 years at Davidson. He's going to be the recipient, along with Doris Burke and Bill Raftery, of the Joe Lapchick Character Award that's going to happen uh, in the fall here in New York City. One thing that Steph Curry has said about you, Coach, he said, um, that you gave him a vision for what kind of player he could be. What did you tell him? Well, you know, you, you paint the landscape, and uh, you, you're very detailed about it, and you walk him through it, and, and you just dare him to step onto that canvas and live that landscape. And his work ethic, his skill, um, his character, 
uh, and his wanting to be a great player all fit perfectly into that script. And uh, he, day by day, he got better and better, and he, he lived to step onto that campus. You know, and Coach, you mentioned the work ethic, and, and that's the thing uh, that the great ones, where they're able to separate themselves, and, and Curry certainly is a great one. You know, Michael's game continued to evolve and work. You know, LeBron continues to work. You look at Curry, what he is able to do, how he works on his handle and and, and his pregame ritual and, and everything and the like. The, you know, the, the great ones, Coach, are, are never satisfied. I mean, to have that inner engine and that burn, I mean, that's something you can't coach, you can't teach. Either you have it or you don't, and he certainly has it. Two years ago, I went out there for, I think it was the 79th game of the season. They're playing Portland, and we had dinner after the game, and I'm always so concerned about his situation because he is frail and he does get beat up. So I said, Steph, how are you feeling? Now this is 79 games into the season. Right. He said, Coach, he said, Coach, um, I've got to work on my stamina. I, I've got to do some more work on my core. We haven't been playing a lot of minutes because we've had leads. And as a result, I'm just not where I need to be in playoff shape. Now, to hear that from an NBA player at that juncture of the season was quite a statement about the work ethic and the quest for excellence that Steph Curry has. Yeah, we're talking with Bob McKillop. He's Steph Curry's college coach at Davidson, still at Davidson, 28 seasons and counting. You know, that's really interesting. And, you know, Coach, maybe you can shed some light on this. You know, I think that a lot of people and fans really connect with Steph Curry because they, I think they see him as an underdog story in a way because of his size. Now he's a two-time MVP. He's the first-ever unanimous MVP would you characterize his story, though, as an underdog story? Well, you know what I think? People identify with him because every little kid running around a schoolyard or a playground and a gym, they, they look at Steph Curry, boyish, thin, small, doesn't fly through the air with the greatest of ease, and they say, I could be that. So he, he has a, you know, LeBron, the great, great talent that he is, there aren't too many people saying I could be like LeBron or no. uh, Dr. J, but they could say it about Steph. And on top of that, you know, the way he shoots the ball, it, it just brings joy to people. He plays with great joy. So I think the combination of identity of his body type and the joy with which he plays uh, makes him very endearing to everybody. You know, Coach, correct me if I'm wrong. Was it uh, – Georgetown was the first game, right? Was, uh, no, it was Gonzaga. It was Gonzaga. Oh, it was Gonzaga. Yeah. Okay, so Gonzaga was the first game. Thank you for that correction. When, when you think back to your days coaching them at Davidson, is there a game? Is there a moment? Is there, a, you know, a, something that you think back to that hits, the, that hits your mind first and foremost? There are so many moments. There. Mark, he, he just uh, brought such – great joy to me uh, but you know in that in that georgetown game we're down 17 points and uh, at halftime i think uh, patrick ewing and um, doc rivers had uh, gone over to see dale curry and uh, we're kind of like cracking on about the 17 point lead with uh, I, I think it was 12 minutes in the second half stephan gets the ball at the top of the key jeremiah rivers is guarding him and fouls him on a three-point shot, and he makes it, and it cuts the lead to nine. 
And all of a sudden, it was like that shot of adrenaline for our team, for the crowd. And uh, we went on to, to win the game. So I, I, I there you remember go. that as a defining moment. <laughs> yeah, the run was Gonzaga, Georgetown, Wisconsin. It was a fabulous run back in really 2008. Was. You know, Coach, I'm wondering now when your players, I'm sure you hold up Steph Curry as, you know, an example in so many ways to the players that you coach now. But with when he, you know, People have said that he's he's bad for the game. You know, Mark Jackson said it's oh, bad because, yeah. you know, he walks into a gym and uh, kids are sh- trying to shoot half-court shots like Steph Curry. Do you find that your team tries to emulate him in that way? And if so, how do you deal with that as a coach? In every way, we try to emulate Steph Curry in every way possible. Yes, he does shoot half-court shots, uh, but uh, you should check the statistics again. He also led the NBA last year, or the year before, I think it was, in, in percentage of layups made and also in free throw shooting. Mm-hmm. So the two most fundamental aspects of the game, layups and foul shots, he led the NBA. Why not emulate someone that like that? Yeah. No, great point. I mean, you're you're absolutely – Coach, I, we want to get your thoughts on, on another topic in, in NCAA basketball because Maggie and I were talking about closing out last hour – um, and we'll get back to Curry and, and, and certainly the Warriors and the impressive performance game one. Um, what's your take, Coach, on, on – I, I know it's – you know, it doesn't necessarily affect Davidson as much, but the one-and-done player, um, you know, Adam I Silver – it did affect us more. Yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I get it. I mean, but you – I mean, that's, you do a great job with that program and everything and the like, but – What's your take on on you know the one and done player? Adam Silver doesn't think it's working for college or the pro game. I'm curious, coach. You've you know you've coached coached a lot of games uh, you know in college hoops. What's your take on the one and done player? Well, I think it's a free country, and um, you know John McEnroe I think went to Stanford. I'm not sure that he ever graduated from there. Tiger Woods of Stanford. So we're talking about two great inst- two great players, two great institutions, and. Um, they were not restricted whatsoever what they could do with their future. Why do we put basketball into that one area and, and, and restrict them? Um, you know, think about what responsibility falls on the shoulders of the chancellors of the presidents of the colleges and universities. That's where we're lacking, I think. I don't think this is an NBA rule. I don't think this is an NFL rule, a Major League Baseball rule. I think college presidents need to take control of their campuses and make a decision that, look, if you're coming in here, basketball coach, and you're going to recruit players who are leaving in one year, then these are the conditions with which you're going to be able to do that. Mm. Uh, So I I don't think it should be so much an NCAA rule or an NBA rule. Put it on the shoulders of the college presidents and administrators. Okay, so what can they do? Does that mean, like, um, you know, giving them more rigorous coursework? Does that mean in what way? Well, if you bring a kid in and he leaves after one year, you have that scholarship used for that full four-year period. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, so you can't replace that player. So if you're going to go correct. out and right. gamble so on that. Can, one, so right. then you as a college coach have to work with the president to ensure that that player comes back and earns his degree in the off season or while he's playing pro basketball. So he's continually matriculating so that degree is secured. Right, so you would then you would do away with what we're seeing, say, in Kentucky and what John Calipari does where he's having five or six, or sometimes you know, five or six one-and-done players in any given year. Well, John does a remarkable job with uh, being able to 
convert those guys into a team in such a short period of sure. time because there's such a constant turnover. Uh, I, I think John would then have to make a decision. Am I going to do that? Am I going to bring in that that significant number of players all at one time? That's that's really interesting. Yeah. yeah, I like that idea. We're talking with Bob McKillop. Of course, he's the head coach of the Davidson men's basketball team. Okay, talking about this series, looking ahead, obviously, Steph, the addition of Kevin Durant. I mean, Steph able to you know, to welcome in a Kevin yeah. Durant, you know, when it was clearly his team, he's, he's the man on that team and to bring in an, another MVP. I mean, coach, does this look like to you, this is setting up for another Warriors ring? Well, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers are so good. Uh, everyone knows how, how great LeBron is and the way that Kyrie Irving has played, he, he's scary. If I'm coaching against uh, Cleveland, I'm, I'm very frightened by what Kyrie Irving can do. Now, the other night I, I was at the game and um, very impressed with the way uh, Golden State defended. They they were pretty darn good. And Clay Thompson, he's not shooting very well, but he's such a versatile defender. But the thing that struck me was, was Kevin scoring as many points as he did at the rim. And I'm sure you saw how many yeah. dunks he had. Yeah, eight. Why does that happen? Well, it looked like Moses crossing the Red Sea. <laughs> uh, you know, every time Kevin went down the paint, the defenders, the Cleveland team, was stretched to the three-point line because they were so conscious of Steph or they're so conscious of Clay. And here's Clay; he goes three for sixteen, but yet he still had a, a magnetic defender attached to him, and the help defense was just not there. So I, I think Kevin's presence, rather than like Harrison Barnes, who was there last year has just elevated Golden State's chances significantly. You know, Coach, and and you know Steph uh, as well as anybody, uh, how much did last year's defeat in the NBA Finals motivate him, this team, <laughs> this group? I know it's different with Durant being aboard, but blowing that 3-1 lead, how much did it motivate Curry? Well, he doesn't require a lot to motivate and inspire him, but uh, uh, that is something that has resonated with him since last June. I mean, he... he Wears it almost like a, a letter on his heart, you know, loss. Mm. <laughs> and uh, he he saw that throughout the summer. He saw it throughout the season. And uh, I think the focus that he has individually right now is at the highest level it's been. That's been. And remember, they they did, they did not go through what they went in last year's season when they had chased that number of victories. Yeah, seventy three wins. Right. He, not, that was with them the whole year. So they're fighting for that championship of how many games we could win the whole year long. They get it, and they have a sigh of relief. And it was that sigh of relief that I think let them down a little. And then in that 3-1, they're up 3-1 in the series, and uh, Draymond gets uh, suspended. But it, it seemed to me, I was at that game, and it, it seemed to me that they were – going into that game with the intent of celebrating after the game rather rather than taking care of business and winning that Correct. game. Correct. Yeah. I agree. You know, Coach, final one for me really fast. Just to, to tap into your X's and O's knowledge here, your strategic knowledge, even though I'm sure you're rooting for Steph and you want the Warriors to win, can, can you give some advice to the Cavaliers? I mean, they, they look completely overmatched in game one. How do you expect them to adjust for game two? What do you think Ty Lue is going to try to, or LeBron, whoever you thinks coaching the team, how do you think they're going to adjust in game two, and if, if at all? Well, they've got to elevate their defense, and they've got to take a different approach, I think. That, um, if, if they can get out running as a result of defensive stops, Rather than taking a ball through the net, I think it will 
just do a terrific job for getting Kyrie Irving shots. We'll get uh, LeBron shots, and we'll get Love space to get three-point shots. And until they're able to change their defense to make that happen, I think they'll struggle. Mm. Coach Bob McKillop, uh, fantastic, uh, all-time great coach. Uh, Davidson men's basketball coach, the coach of uh, Steph Curry uh, for the Wildcats. Hey, Coach, we really appreciate the time this morning. We really do. Uh, enjoy the rest of the NBA Finals. Thanks for reminiscing with us a little bit. And uh, have a good summer and, and, and good luck next year with Davidson. Well, thanks, Margie. Thanks, uh, Mac. Yeah. Uh, Coach, congrats again, too, on the Joe Lapchick Character Award. That's fantastic. I'm sure you got to be very proud. Yeah, legendary character, legendary coach, and uh, uh, just uh, wonderful to share that opportunity with uh, Doris and wonderful to share it with uh, Bill. Looking forward to that in October right here in New York City. Yes. Coach, thank you. Bye, Mac. Bye, Mark.